With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. And he says, why do you suppose that monkey would wake up one day and decide to evolve into a man? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because that isn't the fuck how it works. (laughs) He might as well challenge the monkey to spell evolution and then yell checkmate. (laughs) Must have been so awkward for that first monkey, though. That's like, I'm I'm a human. It's like, all my friends are monkeys now. Do I still like fuck my monkey wife or what do do I do? Like, this is really awkward. Should have agreed to do it at the same time. Damn it. God awful. Movie, movie, movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because somebody has to watch this shit eventually. I'm your host, No Illusions. Unfortunately, Heath will be unable to join us today. That's right. Joining us today is like acknowledging my existence in any way when I'm not on the episode, apparently. But sitting 900 (laughs) miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm fantastic, Noah. And do you know why? I think I have a clue, but uh, why don't you tell me? Because you are back on the podcast. Oh, That's why no illusion. I thought it was going to be because we watched a movie full of boobs. Okay, we'll get to that, though. <laughs> uh, but also joining us tonight, sitting 2,400 miles to my west northwest, is the host of the Opening Arguments podcast, Serious Inquiries Only, the Comedy Shoe Shine, and Philosophers in Space, Thomas Smith. Thomas, welcome back, sir. Boobs. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there were boobs. Boy, were I, there. What? This was it my birthday? I, I can't <laughs> believe that you invite me on to, I, when you guys invite me on to watch a movie, you know, I have to go through a mental process of like, okay, I gotta, I gotta watch a mm-hmm. religious crap thing that's gonna be awful and embarrassing. And like, I can't even, the, the third person cringe I had, you know, just like yeah. the second oh, yeah. cringe I had. But this was like, I, all of a sudden there's boobs. I was like, boobs? I, what the? This might be the best movie you've ever had me watch. Well, so so here's my theory. I think because Eli had to do the show without me or Heath last week, and he never wants that to happen again. So this is my first one back in a while. And he's like, remember? Remember? No, it's all boobs and tight asses and G-strings all the time. Yeah. Remember? Unbelievable. So anyway. Just short shorts and boobs. That's our show. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So speaking of which, tell us, Thomas, what will we be breaking down today? We are breaking down a movie confusingly called After School. Almost perversely called. This whole time, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm I'm bracing for when you guys are going to tell me I'm an idiot because there's some obvious pun or religious connotation or deeper meaning. What am I missing? It's just named after... When a couple of the scenes happen, is that is yeah, that it? Is that all? Apparently, well, because then he leaves. Maybe he leaves the school, and then the maybe it's, I don't. Maybe it's based on when he should have actually started dating his students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that there you go. I mean, like I don't, I just don't. I'm confused. Like if the Godfather were named like wedding reception, you'd be like, yeah, okay, I guess. I mean, there, is- there was one, but what is that? The movie? Like, is that what it? 
Oh, but God, is? that is actually the movie. Isn't that, isn't that scene like 56 minutes long? Anyway, anyway, okay. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love the unscrambled softcore porn of your cousin's satellite TV, <laughs> but you wish someone would splice it with every two-hour-long YouTube video of Jordan Peterson you're not going to watch, <laughs> you will love this movie. It's every time a guy has ever said to me, I don't have a philosophy degree per se. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> it was like porn that you really had to work for in a sense. Yeah. 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 First off, how dare you? Because that's all of my podcast, basically. But secondly, <laughs> yes, you're entirely correct. There's no lies detected Every time there. other than, than Tom. <laughs> so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I'll go for best worst prehistoric hair care. Okay. Yeah. Like, All right. Mm -hmm. Hairstyle. I love, <laughs> I love this. When you get to watch a movie depict prehistoric times, they cannot, listen to me, they cannot escape the decade they're in. So whatever they do in the prehistoric times, they just always, okay, it's, yeah, it's naked people basically with some loincloth, some, some loincloth G strings that are really creative. I love those. But also the hair is 80s hair. Yep. It's like Always. 1989 hair. They can't escape it. It's, it's so amazing that they can't just be like, yeah, but they wouldn't. You understand Neanderthals or whatever, they wouldn't have had their blown out hair like They wouldn't this. be able they, to feather their mullets back then. Yeah. One of, one of the women has amazing eyeliner on and yes. it's like i you know yeah. I, I don't think the neanderthals <laughs> did that i could be wrong some scientists will be like well actually they burnt charcoal and like rubbed it in their eyeballs or something i'll be like okay yeah but that's not what she had going on no yeah <laughs> very very precise work a lot of post-pubescent grooming going on on these cave women too. Yeah. Not, yeah. not a lot of bushes no so so i'm gonna go with God, everybody's going to be so fucking confused as to what the hell kind of movie we're about to watch, <laughs> I know, I given our I best worst. Anything but, my fault. But I'm going to go with best worst studying, because in addition to caveman <laughs> boob scenes, we're also going to get this other boring ass story that involves a guy studying for something the entire movie, and then when that thing comes up, he has no idea what it's even about. <laughs> like, what the fuck were you studying? I mean, we'll get there eventually, but Jesus Christ, you're bad at this, man. Are you just imagining uh, a little dude running across the top of the letters? Because sometimes <laughs> I did that when they made me read in school. I get it, but still. I never thought we would beat the debate performance in whatever that movie is. <laughs> yes. Where the guy cried and yelled at his opponent. <laughs> but we do. After school does a worse job. Yep. And I'm going to get a little meta here and I'm going to go with best worst. That was worst. my debate with Sargon, by the way. The <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Fair. It's not fair for you to bring that up right now. but uh... <laughs> I'm going to get a little meta and I'm going to go with best worst Heath Notes in the cam calendar. So, Ooh. listener, st step behind the beaded calendar. For the first however many years of our podcast, I chose and arranged all of the movies, right? If Noah and Heath found one, they'd be like, oh, this looks really good, and they'd pass it along. But, but generally, like, this was the little back-end thing that I did, because they do, and I put this mildly, all the other work <laughs> on all of our other shows. <laughs> so the least I could do is be like, we're watching this next week. And this year... Keith's been throwing in the occasional suggestion or two, and he's done a fantastic job of it. But the description he have on, has on this movie will haunt <laughs> me for the rest of my natural life. <laughs> Keith describes this movie in our back-end calendar as, quote, The God's Not Dead of 1988. <laughs> wow. 
There are only two possibilities. <laughs> One, Keith was vaguely aware something about a debate about God, and that's why he put it in there. Or two, Heath read a deep and passionate love story in the original God's Not Dead <laughs> between Kevin Sorbo and that other character. Between that kid that, that no one else did. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and I, I just want to go back for, for listeners. The debate that Eli was referring to was the debate between Harry Anderson and a weeping, weeping Christian gentleman in the movie a matter of faith. I don't remember. A the matter episode. of faith. Yes. Yeah. That, I, I had to look it up because I thought the exact same thing. I thought, my God, we finally got a worse debate than a matter of faith. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got a strange combination of nudity and boredom to deal with on the other side of the break. So we're going to take a minute to strategize. When we come back, we'll dive into all the gratuity that is after school. So psyched that you're coming to hang out with us at the pajama party, Thomas. Yeah, man. Wouldn't miss it. Uh, so did he send you everything? Uh, no. What, what would he send me? Uh, your, your gas mask, your smelling salts. Uh, uh, no, I didn't get any of that. Oh, dude, you're going to be in a house with Eli in the New Jersey summer heat. You're going to die a swamp ass exposure. Ah, uh, well, come on. No, how, how bad could it be? How bad could it be? Dude, last year he woke up with a Floridian rum runner fan boating and all of that. Wow. Well, I mean, why don't you just try a Hello Tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment? What's a Hello Tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment? It's a stylish, eco-friendly, refreshing little shower for your ass. Hello Tushy 3.0 cleans soggy butts like a champ. But it doesn't stop there. It cleans itself with a smart spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle. I don't know, Thomas. We already had to install that splashback toilet seat for him. Is this going to be like a big plumbing and electrical job? Nope. Hello Tushy bidet attaches to your existing toilet with no electricity or extra plumbing needed. And Hello Tushy cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So it'll pay for itself in a few months. Damn, that sounds good. Where do I try it? Defeat swamp ass. Go to hellotushy.com slash awful to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners at hellotushy.com slash awful for 10% off. All right, Thomas. Good looking out. Uh, can I come in for the record now? Are you wearing your fishbowl pants? Yes. Really? No. Then no. He has fishbowl pants? Yeah, they contain the swamp ass. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Got it. Okay, guys. It's time to write our movie after school. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what if like, Instead of God making man, man created God. Whoa. Dude, that's like smart and deep and interesting. Sure. Totally. But like, also, it should be a love story about like forbidden love. Oh, between like a priest and a young woman. Um. Or... Or a teacher and a student. Guys, guys, it can be both. Wow. Dude, you are so good at making movies. But guys, th- there's one thing this love story slash philosophical discussion of God is missing. Boobs. Yes. Totally needs some boobs. Oh, wait, wait. Hear me out. Got another vision. Unrelated caveman flashbacks. Dude, yes. This is such a great decade. So good for art. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with some of those fine, fine 80s movie logos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Movie store entertainment, everybody. <laughs> like, we had animation back then. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, just couldn't make it happen. Couldn't make it happen. And I just, look, after I watched this movie, I had to go on a, like, true detective-esque manhunt <laughs> for, like, what is this? What is this? Right. I still don't know what it is. I know. And I, what's so funny is that just setting this up, I, I did a little research into the writer and director. As far as I can tell, they were beamed down to earth to just do this and then never be heard from again. Like, I mean, there's a couple other credits, but like, they've got to be fake. The director, <laughs> this is great. The director did one called, the director did like three movies, I think, mm -hmm. total that mm -hmm. are even listed. One of them is Getting It On. Yep. I have to read this description. Oh, please do. It's amazing. <laughs> a teen and his buddy make a hidden camera videos of his next door neighbor and other girls. <laughs> like, so that's what... That's the, that's the talent they wanted Sex to bring crimes. in for directing. Sex <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, he's the director for us. We need that kind of keen eye. Yeah. But that director, that's all he did. And then like two other movies, this was one of them. And the other one is his uh, magnum opus, I think he'd say probably, which is one he wrote, directed and produced called Rockin' Road Trip, which has a plot summary that doesn't shed any more light on the movie than the title. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's literally like, yeah, no, they go they on a road, a road trip. trip and it's rock music. It's rock. And so I'm like, well, is it the writer? Is the writer a religious guy? What is that? So I look up the writer and the only other thing is, this is my favorite of all of them. They wrote Shakma. The description is, <laughs> we got to do this movie next. Students are trapped with a testy baboon while playing a fantasy game in a research building. Um, <laughs> yes, I have yes, we do. Look, not often do, do I do a bunch, like some amount of research and I'm more confused. I have fewer <laughs> answers as to what, how, where did this, how did this happen? Oh well, my God. So I, I just want to be clear here because when we're talking about the directorial history of the great William Olson. I don't think we need, I don't think it's fair to leave off the next movie he did after this one, eight years later, which was titled Mastering the Theremin. <laughs> this movie is like an obelisk that was left on the moon or whatever. Yeah. We just, they let some aliens left us this movie and then just left. And we're like, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. So anyway. Okay. Hey, great transition, by the way. So much yeah. like the obelisk on the moon scene here, we're going to get the, we're going to start off with early man in this movie. We start off with the jungle and the laziest goddamn Neanderthal monkey suit. It's just a dude in blackface wearing a gorilla mask, right? Yep. Yeah. It's a very confusing version of problematic Christian ideas. You got some wrong about evolution in there. You got some racism. There's a little bit of touch of everything. Yeah. Not only that, we got the very confusing title after school plastered on a shot that was like the beginning of Lion King. It was like yep. deep in the Sahara. You're like, after school, how far after school are we talking? <laughs> are we all, do we loop all the way around in time that we're... After school got nuked off the face of the <laughs> earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it could have been, honestly, that could that would have made more sense. And they're like, it shows like an old school building, like in ruins, you know, in the dirt. And there's just like some monkey, men, filthy monkey men from which we descended yeah. uh, digging around. You bastards, you did it. <laughs> I, I had a similar moment of confusion because I'm watching these cavemen walk through the jungle and then the credits say Dick Cavett as himself. And I was like, all right. What? <laughs> same note, same note. Uh, and by the way, 
I have a music note I have to share. If you guys watch this, it is on YouTube. But I'll note, I paid for, or I signed up for a free trial on Amazon of some bullshit to watch it on Amazon because the quality's better. So do that. Ooh, you know, there you especially go. when the boobs come in, it's better, better quality boobs. Anyway, the music note right here is great courses course on constitutional law that only Andrew Torres watched. That's the music <laughs> note for the credits. Yeah. My music note is you can't stop dicking around on that organ. We need to make music for the movie. <laughs> yeah. My music note was Mastering the Theremin by William Wilson. <laughs> but yeah, but very quickly the the monkeys, the filthy monkey men evolve into um prehistoric white folk. Like <laughs> Yeah. Quick few years there. Yeah. And this is where the boobs start. Like we get yeah. pretty serious boob right off the bat. Yeah. I, I wrote my notes. I'm like, evolution and boobs in the opening three mo- minutes. This movie doesn't fucking count. <laughs> we have to start a separate RSS feed for this. <laughs> People are going to be confused. This is where I just, in my notes, it's just like paragraphs of like, I can't believe I'm just, my brain couldn't accept that I got to see boobs in GAM. It just, what, right? you know, when you're just, you're not expecting a thing and a thing, like it just, you see someone in, a, you know, tr- you travel to another country and you run into somebody that you know from home somehow in a weird coincidence. It was like that. I was just like, this can't be happening. And so I have a lot Oops. of scribbles in my notes about that, but uh, eventually I coped. Yeah. My only other note is. Not a phone in sight, just splashing each other naked in a river like God intended. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have this memes. very boobful splash fight. Because just as you're thinking, because we're, we're seeing cave people, right? And that was the excuse to have all the women topless. Uh, they're all wearing little <laughs> little G-strings like, yeah. like they did back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. And everybody starts splashing water on each other. I'm like, okay, this was already gratuitous. <laughs> and then you yeah. started a splash fight. I know. They're prehistoric. They're not children. Like, I, you know, like, I'm, right. <laughs> but I also love the bet. We got to talk about the prehistoric G strings because I just love that. Like <laughs> the women were like, well, it's prehistoric times and I'm naked, but also I don't want people to see my panty line in my jeans that I don't wear. <laughs> <at this time." laughs> like, okay, cool. Makes sense. Yeah. So fair, just logical. <laughs> also, I have to talk about our main character who I will call caveman Heath throughout the movie because <laughs> What the director obviously wrote in the script was the cave people have a playful splash fight. This cave girl splashes caveman Heath once and he's like, murder you with water. You like me. <laughs> See, now I have that character down as cave mullet the entire time. I don't yeah, know that I'm going to be able to cave mullet's pretty good too. Refer I like to that him as anything it's else. It's also just prehistoric caveman lawyer from, you know, the Saturday Night Live sketch that we, <laughs> we yeah, except for yeah, with good, a good feathered MacGyver <laughs> mullet going on. Yeah. yeah. So, but then we cut immediately from prehistoric boobful splash fight to dude on a motorcycle. I don't mind saying I'm all the way lost already. Yep. And hey, podcast listener, let me do you a favor. Don't look for connections between these caveman scenes and the movie that is interspliced with them. I spent most of my notes, and I'm going to go ahead and say most of my life trying to figure out what the (laughs) fuck these two movies had to do with each other. The answer is nothing, but if you ever want to travel deep, deep inside my subconscious, you can read my notes. Au contraire, there is actually a reason at the end, sort of technically. But yeah, but the real reason is that William Olsen is not going to do a movie unless there's topless women running around. I I, I've, I haven't seen Mastering the Theremin, but I assume it's taught by topless women based on this film. First shot. Or there's just Hi, random... Just boobs in a theremin. Yeah. yeah, or there's just random caveman scenes in the middle of it. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like we missed a few million zillion years in the in the shot there. And it's not like, you know, Encino Man, which is a great movie from my childhood around yeah. this exact time <laughs> when they are like establishing like, oh yeah, and then these these, you know, monkey people were frozen in Yeah, ice right, and, and show, show up after <laughs> and school. Like, the way the cut is, you're like, did Cave Mullet just wake up on a motorcycle like yeah. he got frozen and he's on, <laughs> on a motorcycle, I guess. I don't He just does the caveman thing on the weekends. Is it a exercise <laughs> thing? So, yeah, but so we get this dude on a, a motorcycle. This is going to be our main character. I have him down as father biker because he's going to be a priest eventually. He is a combination of people I never thought I'd say. He is Benedict Cumberbatch and Art Garfunkel. Okay. Ooh. Combined into one person is the weirdest thing. Yeah. See, I had him as Will Ferrell being cast to play Samwise Ganji. So, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Also I good. Yeah. I just have him as pedophile biker, but that's yeah, not okay, what I right, yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's plot based, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's cheating, damn it. Right. Yeah. So, so he crashes into a convertible. This, this chick pulls okay. up right in front of him. Okay. I got, we got to talk about this <laughs> yes, accident. Yes, we do. The most avoidable accident ever. Yes. Like it, just, it shows the essentially helmet cam of what he would be seeing. And it's a car pulling in three miles an hour, merging into his lane. It's like, just, just go around. It's like the Austin Powers. Like, no, just move. Just move out of the way. Just, yep. just, just, just go around. <laughs> and then they show him earlier, like, you know, he's speeding. He's going a billion miles an hour. And then they cut to the, the accident. And he like coasts in at three miles per hour into her car and oh, just runs into it. God, you, it's so he, good. You might as well say that he parks his bike under <laughs> her car, right? <laughs> he, like, he like hits the car, puts out the kickstand and yeah. then like falls and goes, oh! <laughs> and I love her reaction because she's like obviously 1000% at fault and she gets out and she's like, didn't you fucking see me, you asshole? <laughs> <laughs> they did not script this scene. No. I just write the, watch the scene and and tell me that that they scripted it because she comes out and you're right she's like didn't didn't you see me and everything's mumbled like they don't know what the actual lines of the scene are supposed to be they're like I uh, and there's a lot of silence like there'll just be like mm -hmm. ten seconds of silence as they're like walking around yep oh you you hit me. Uh, yeah, it's a really great start to your film. <laughs> the only way this scene makes sense is if these two actors actually got into a car crash before <laughs> the movie started shooting and they decided to adjudicate it as the first shot on the set. <laughs> it really is true. So now, and the woman that he crashes into, this is September. They know each other apparently going into this. And she was on her way to the pool to do for some diving competition or another. This has nothing to do with anything. This is just an excuse for her to be in a bathing suit most of the time. <laughs> right. Oh, it's it's so great because it is really like a passion of hers. It's a, it's a thing that she's clearly practiced. We're about to see her do an expert dive an Olympic from 900 level. feet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it is the film does not give a shit about no. her. Like it's mm -mm. so it's we'll get back to it, but it's fantastic. But I got to say the her name being September and us having no fucking idea who these people are. It was great because I didn't know they knew each other. They just got in a car accident. So he gets up and he's like, gosh, didn't you see me September? And I was like, is that a saying? Is that like, you see me in September when you got, I was like, is this some 80s saying that like you should have seen me in September when you hit? Took me a long time to realize what was happening there. <laughs> Well, and also, so apparently she drove all the way to driving practice, got in her swimsuit and everything for one dive. She would is, does one dive and she's leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And there's people clapping like I think it's a competition, yeah. but also it's not. Like <laughs> there are audiences there. Very confusing. 
And she's just like, oh, everybody's diving. I guess I'll just dive. They clap. She goes up. There's a woman with a clipboard. So I'm like, yep. oh, did did she win? Is she on a team? No. She's like, oh, I did a dive. Now just, I'm leaving. No, they just know that diving occasionally involves people clapping and clipboards, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the real reason this scene is here is so that we can meet Rapey J, her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo, man. So... This movie is about a teacher who dates his student, so Jay is really doing his best to be the villain of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got a high bar to clear, and he does it, bad boy. Yeah. He does it. What's great about this movie, and this happens so often in Christian cinema, but just in terrible movies we watch, is this movie was made in 1988, so I'm like, do they know this is bad, or is yeah. this right. like a Porky's thing? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so they make him the villain because they... I guess sort of know what he's doing is bad, but the behavior is not really any worse than what the, you know, child rapist teacher is doing. Yeah, so right. it's like, so he's bad, but the other guy isn't. The director's like, we need to make him worse. Can you do some like, I don't know, racist graffiti in this scene? Just make sure you're <laughs> but then they'd be like, oh, it's 1988. That's so not even that bad. Really, uh, honestly, what can we do that's that bad really back then? Yeah. racist so and then we had to september's religious college they don't even say that it's a <laughs> it's a college at the very least let me tell you that much and she is in argue with the professor about the existence of god class the professor <laughs> is is father biker from before okay apologies but i i cannot figure out what this is so what you think it's a religious college because we had a, a bell. We did the typical <laughs> yeah. bell to go into class. Who has bells at their college? Right. I, my, no. my sisters <laughs> went to Catholic cult school. There's no bells there. Like there's no even in. But anyway, and I, what I love about this is she brings 19 books into the class for her to drop awkwardly. Okay. So like what's going on there? But then the guy is like introducing himself. So this is the first day of class. He's introducing himself, but we just established that she knows him from the car accident and also she has all these books why should she already have all those books on the first day of class it's just an introduction what what is happening yeah every single bit of information contradicts the other bit of information well this. right right exactly also she's like 30 <laughs> <laughs> and later on she'll reference previous semesters so the only way this makes sense canonically <laughs> is if the only class September takes at this yeah. Catholic college <laughs> is argue with me about religion 101 which she is yep. taking now for an eighth time <laughs> clearly and here's the class there this is apparently a class in which they examine quote the problems of religion by religion they only mean christianity right the existence of other yeah. religions will never be acknowledged so he starts off he's like how many of you believe god created us just like we are how many of you believe that god guided our evolution and how many of you are filthy fucking atheists and only September raises her hand of like who believes that God had nothing to do with it and is a bunch Ooh. of bullshit. I, yeah, I love, you always want to segregate your class in that way. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. <laughs> By religion. First day. Hi, I'm Mr. Fucking what's his fuck. And uh, who who do we hate in here? Raise your hand if we should all hate your fucking. OK, <laughs> good first day, everybody. Good first day. All right. I don't actually have a sorting hat, but this is the closest yeah. I can get. Right. So, and, and then we get introduced to this movie's ridiculously weird, crazy argument. So we're used to movies not knowing what the atheist arguments are, right? That's how these movies always work. They give you the very well thought out, like the best Christian argument they have. And then the atheist just going, humana, 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 in, in response, because they don't know what our arguments would be. 
This is the first time we've seen it where they don't know what either of the arguments would be. (laughs) Right? Because this guy's just here for the boobs. Yeah. Yeah. This brings me to my fan theory. These directors who dropped down only made three movies and then disappeared. (laughs) What if this is Alien's first attempt at communication? (laughs) Because then this movie kind of starts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's great is. Like, well, we know they like boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) What's great is this movie, like the last Estes Perkle one we watched, is responding to a very specific, slightly less Christian form of Christianity that nobody remembers fucking anything about because it's not the year right. 1988 anymore. Yeah. So the argument that this movie will have to take on is whether or not God is a creation of man's imagination and is therefore still important or if man is a creation of God's imagination. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it actually the big reveal is that it wasn't an atheist debate all along. That's the this movie is weirdly not yeah. movie, like this movie's weirdly good in a weird way i will like it turns out the whole monkey stuff is a misdirection because the guy at the end of the great debate is still totally religious yeah (laughs) and so it becomes the tiny debate between should we be hardcore catholics or should we just say some nonsense about god and still say we believe and it's very important but we're not going to do all the bullshit catholic stuff that's the only debate in the movie yeah weird yeah, well, and so the teacher comes back, you know, she says, like, I think that, you know, humans just evolved and then they made up God. And he's like, why would somebody create an answer as complicated as God? And I'm like, give me a simpler answer. Like, seriously, like, give me something that's even more intellectually lazy than magic dude in the sky did it. Yeah, it's the I know. first most boring possible thing you could imagine. Short of Superman, the comic book character, God is the <laughs> laziest written character in fiction. Yeah, he says, why would anyone create such a complex topic? I'm like, hmm, I don't know. If we only only we had some history of creating incredibly complex topics to look at all through recorded time of people <laughs> yeah. creating. What do you mean? You're making this movie. This is the most complicated thing ever. <laughs> I can't understand what it is. Like, it's, Right, I'm I don't even know what the debate is about. Trying to grapple with it. Like, we can't create a complex concept like God did it. Like, this is, like you said, it's the simplest fucking concept ever anyway but his yeah he, he's gonna come up with some even dumber arguments before it's all over but first we have to cut over to these um these other two priests oh, now yes this is where we introduce dick cavett television legend who is i'm sure very proud to have his name associated with this film <laughs> so there's this priest watching dick cavett interviewing some people he explains to this other priest who by the way was in north by northwest and 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 12 angry men it's just like this was his last role i can only imagine yeah why at any rate so he's explaining to this guy that dick cavett wants to interview this controversial author this like 1988 atheist author guy he wants to interview him, but he also wants a Catholic priest to, like, debate him on his show. Yeah. Which they're going to pretend is the plot for a very long time in this movie. <laughs> very long time. Yeah. 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 My favorite thing about this scene is the mismatch between the actors. I It's delightful <laughs> yes. to me. Because on one hand, we have the guy who is some sort of actor, as you say. Like, he's in some stuff. He seems, like, pretty natural. He's able to embody that character in a natural way. 
On the other hand, we have a guy who's doing Shakespeare at the fucking globe. It is fantastic. <laughs> yes. He is talking. We're in America and he's talking like Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> I tried to write down some dialogue just because you got the one guy who's like, oh, yeah, well, what, what should we do? And he's like, probably debate the author. We've been instructed by the Vatican that we need to. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, What is this scene? What is this character? Enough, bro. <laughs> So, yeah, so they have this conversation where the, the one priest is like, well, what about the young debate coach? And he's like, no, too young. And he's like, well, what about the old debate coach? Oh, too old. Well, what about the guy from the last scene? He's just right. Yeah. Yeah. He apparently wrote a really hip ass article on church hierarchy that the kids are fucking digging these yes. days. <laughs> he goes, well, he does ride a motorcycle. The guy's like, oh, good. That'll get us the Sold. under 30 crowd. <laughs> Is he going to ride it on stage? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're still going to see a priest. He just revs the engine every time the other guy's trying to make a point. <laughs> yeah, but th that would have worked better than what he does. Than what he that does, yeah. a better debate performance. Yeah, and so they're also like, well, we better investigate this guy to make sure, you know, because you know that Dick Cavett, he hires teams of investigators, yes! I think, to check out every guest on his probably daily show that he does. Anyway, it's silly, but I love it too. The last thing this actor does that I just love the little details is he tries to end the scene. He pulls out the video cassette that they've recorded, that he's just recorded like another episode of Dick Cavadon. Like it's not even related, you know? And he goes, we need to see if there's any problem with this Father McCarran. And he points at the cassette as he does that. And I'm like, that's not a cassette of Father McCarran. That, that's just an episode of the show you tape. That has nothing <laughs> yes. to do with anything. Why do you... I was very confused. I love it. It's the best. It's actors trying to find ways to do a scene that don't make any fucking sense. And then this director's like, yeah, whatever. We want to get to the boob part. I don't care. Right. Yeah, sure. Do that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we just didgeridoo our way back to boob <laughs> lake. Like, I'm, honestly, these are the most superfluous boobs in cinematic yeah. history. And I know what a big statement that is. Right. It's amazing. So now this is going to happen over and over again in the movie. We're just going to bamf back to these cave people for a little while and then bamf back to the story just to get our boob fill, I guess. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> I feel like these scenes never matter. Noah teased earlier that they are going to relate to the plot, and I am so excited for that. <laughs> but like, I never was able to connect these scenes to the main plot of the movie. So nope. I was always like, is it based on the timing of how long the director thinks it's going to take us to come? Like, we get really close and he's like, no. Here's <laughs> well, five times out, actually. It does time out. Just, I don't know. I looked it up. Period. Yeah, I just, I don't know. How, you know, I, I saw someone say it times out. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so cavemen find the good berries, hunt some wild boar, have a nice boobful roast. Mm-hmm. And then we head back to the school. <laughs> this is where Gopher Priest, the, the guy from the last scene that's got to go recruit the main character, shows up at the school to fetch Father Biker for this big Dick Cavett debate. Yeah. yeah. And I love because we get the main Father Biker like jogging. And I just imagine he like jogs into a car and falls down. Oh, <laughs> He is jogging in shorts that would only be qualified as a suppository today. They are. <laughs> oh, yes. High. They're almost as revealing as the prehistoric G-strings. Like, maybe that was the tie-in. I was trying to figure out, like, is that the parallel? <laughs> there we go, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, he but he gets a copy of that of the book from the guy who he's supposed to debate the the, the book that this debate is going to be all about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we show the other priest showing up at his school to pick him up. Now he is still arguing with September. <laughs> about God-guided evolution, almost as though this class is now going on to its 27th hour or something. <laughs> Damn it, you're all staying here until I convince September that God is real. <laughs> okay, so first of all, before we get into how stupid his actual arguments are, and they're amazing, they're some of the worst I've ever heard. Like, the thing he's trying to argue for is so fucking stupid. The whole God-guided evolution concept, it turns God into such an ineffectual tinkerer in all of this shit. Like, you can't even really say he did the work. He just showed up once in a while and went, what if we put an eye here? Nope. Oh, that yeah, he loosened shit. it for us, though. No, yeah, he right. loosened it for us. Right. Yeah, God is the cooking with a toddler of evolution. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You put the blueberries on top. <laughs> All fucking hunked up in the middle. That's going to be great. Thanks. My for equivalent is. I pillow fight with my kids because it's all they want to do. It's the most fun thing to them. And I, whenever one of them hits me, I have to like fly around. Yeah, like they right. actually got me. It's like that. Oh, you got me. Yeah. So he's arguing against evolution and he says, I shit you not. This is his actual argument. He says, what gave the first lizards the idea to fly? <laughs> no, wait, it gets even uh. worse. He goes, there were no birds to copy. What? Like, how would that help? <laughs> yeah, that would help. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, Robin. Could you come down here for a second? Hiss, first of all. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm a lizard. Sorry for eating you all those times. You're just sort of flapping. Yeah, you're flapping. <laughs> like this? Okay, I'll, I'll give that a try for a couple million years. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked. That's scientific, according to this guy. Like, that was no problem there. But since there wasn't a bird, we have a problem. But there were bugs. I mean, as bad as this argument is, yeah. it still falls apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what it reveals is that whoever made this movie thinks the evolutionary idea of environmental stimuli is like a fish in the water was like, that's eh, a little hot in here. <laughs> Just crawls <laughs> out onto the land. Yep. It's one one entity. And they say it with uh, monkeys, too. I think he says later, he's like, what gave the monkey the idea to evolve into yeah. a human? You're like, what are you going to... De- so that's how it works. One of them <laughs> is just one day. They're like, I want to get a job and a mortgage and stuff. Bam! <laughs> so, like, hey, man, why don't you decide to evolve into a hippo and see how that goes for you? Do, <laughs> yeah. do you see why that's dumb? And I'm just thinking, what class is this? Is there a guy in the corner being like, this is trigonometry. Like, can we... Can we <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, it is a religious university, so yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, and also just to prove that they don't know how either side of this argument goes, they go to September. She has to argue back with him. Now, of course, Christianity is so stupid that every argument works, but this is a pretty <laughs> weak one. She goes, hey, why would God need a rib to make women? And the priest is like, fuck, oh, there's the bell they yeah, have at college the again. Bell. Yeah. <laughs> the, the college bell. And he's bell. like, saved by the bell. Oh, so you're admitting that you don't have any fucking response to this very stupid argument that's not even a good counter-argument to your dumb argument. Okay, right. okay, that's what we're doing yes. here. Yeah? yeah, trigonometry guy in the corner's like, why does our school have bells? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm 25. Come on, I don't need a bell. <laughs> and then I, I love this too, more just inept human, like, that's the best thing about bad movies is they, they, they can't just do human stuff. Nope. Because the guy, the other priest, has entered the building directly in the teacher's line of sight and is standing, hovering over some of the students. Mm-hmm. And then after the bell sounds, the priest goes over there. He's like, 
Oh, what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You've been, what, he's been there the whole fucking time. I was wondering if you would still be here by the time I walked over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now Gopher Priest, the, the guy who's there to fetch him, he introduces her to, uh, him to September. He's like, September's one of my best students, but, and I quote, she's a little too skeptical. Damn it, and all that thought. Fucking women. <laughs> thinking yeah gopher priest is like i'm glad to hear you're roasting him he and i used to have this kind of inappropriate sexual tension in the classroom <laughs> when he was my student yeah but then he aged out of it yeah so yeah <laughs> so, yeah, so gopher priest and, and father biker go to the motorcycle lot place <laughs> there's just a but there's a fucking place where there's a bunch of mechanics just hopping from bike to bike waving wrenches at them like they're casting spells no no he goes it's so good it's so good because in the classroom they're like can we talk he's like i know just the place and i'm thinking like yeah there's a fucking teacher's lounge probably next door you or know, a just, bench or, or right or there we bench. saw it yeah, earlier anything. yeah and they're like, let's walk to a motorcycle repair shop where there's a bunch of people doing fucking. <laughs> yeah, great place to talk. Yeah. Makes a ton of sense. Also, like his bike is there. How did they get there? Go for a guy arrived in a cab, right? So that he yeah, just he hug on to it. There's jumped no. on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're just riding around like Roman Holiday. I've missed you, Michael. I've missed you, Gopher <laughs> Priest. However, this scene, although it is not important to anything because this movie isn't important, does contain my favorite extra line delivery in the history of cinema. <laughs> so, podcast listener, I want you to imagine a screen and I want you to imagine dead center in that screen a young man who is staring at the two actors mouthing the line hey you're gonna be on tv hey you're gonna be on tv the entire time the scene goes on <laughs> then after an awkward pause where he forgot he was supposed to interrupt he goes way too loud hey you're gonna be on tv <laughs> <laughs> Both, and I do use this term lightly, competent actors turn to him because he just screamed like it was his first time using his human mouth. <laughs> and then continue to the scene while ignoring him. It is masterful. It's delightful. Uh, he must have been on the ship that came to Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They needed somebody to carry the monolith, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but the... Details of the scene, of course, here is that uh, Gopher Priest explains that they need somebody to debate this author on the Dick Cavett show, and they think he's just the guy. Yeah. Only you with your really awkward hitting on your students, obviously, in front of me and not being <laughs> even good at argument is could yeah, do it. Not even being able to Only you. win an argument against a random student in your class. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of who, uh, we, we go back to September. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Right. So she gets back to her apartment. And Rapey J is waiting, uninvited, in her bed when she walks into her room. In her bed. Yeah. In her bed. It's amazing what a few couple decades will do, you know? Because <laughs> the minute in my 2021, you know, eyes, I see this scene, I'm like, oh, a rape. Okay. Yep. Fuck. Okay. Fuck. 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 <laughs> you know, but the movie's like, oh, I thought I'd talk to you here. And you're like, what the? I'm like this because so they've already established this movie's taking place in Florida. She should be able to stand her ground at this point. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. like, right? Yeah. What's great is in 1980s, 
rapey, terrible villain boyfriend is just guy who doesn't know how to take no for an answer. Right. Yeah. So the three of us are watching a horror scene from an HBO special, yeah. and this movie's trying to deliver like breakups are hard when you're a teen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, and God. they have to be like super vague about all the breakup shit because the writers were not going to bother with anything beyond like, and then they broke up. <laughs> so they keep having, she keeps having to say, I didn't want you to be the person that you are or the person that you will be. And he's like, but who should I be? She's like, I don't fucking know, man. None of this is <laughs> making any sense, but we're not together anymore. Damn it. Also, he's dressed like someone from the movie Grease. Like, yeah. is he in the 50s? Yeah. I, it's so weird. We also <laughs> see, like, all her diving trophies in the background she accidentally won. <laughs> she oh. Walked into the pool. Yeah. And, oh, I guess I'll do a dive. Yeah. yeah. They keep handing me trophies every time I go here. I, I go to the pool every morning for a single <laughs> dive, and then they just hand me a trophy on the way out. It's so, so weird. Weird. There's, yeah. That crowd is just always there applauding. So. So, but yeah, but we established that he's the ex-boyfriend that just doesn't know when to quit. And he leaves without the scene getting any, like it, it gets like, she, he grabs her by the face and like, yeah. jerks her around a bit. This they, should have ended with a 911 call. Like, yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's the 80s. So like, bye. Right. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yep. Man, am I right? 1988, everybody. <laughs> so then we check back in with Biker Priest. He's not convinced that he's going to be the best person for the, the big debate. And then we flash back to more superfluous cave boobs. Now, this is my favorite scene in the movie because, <laughs> you know, none of the cavemen scenes mean anything, but they do sort of like have their own internal story that they're that they're pushing along, except this one. This is just a hot topless woman eating grapes. She gets a little grape on her tit at one point and has to get at it and the shit. And we just watch that for like 20 seconds and then we move on. He's like, was that enough? You guys rubbed one out. We're ready to get back to the story. You, got, you guys will keep watching the movie, right? To see if she drops the grape <laughs> anywhere else. And, and to be fair, like if 13-year-old Eli was watching this, he'd have been like, all right, you have another 45 minutes yep. of my attention after school. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would have killed a man for the cassette of this Yeah, in the in, in, in 1988. Yeah. Yeah. He oh my still God. knows the plot to all of Red Shoe Diaries. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew the plot for all of the Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think we've more or less fleshed out a plot here. So that's earned us a break. Never mind what we're going to do with it. But we'll be back in a moment with even more after school. And then on Thursday, we're going to La Boisson. All the food there is drinkable, but all the drinks are edible. Sounds. Great. Yeah, right? Hey, guys. What's you up to? Eli's just walking me through the uh, the food plans for when we all see each other in August. Do you actually like that stuff? Do I actually like that stuff? <laughs> hey, change of subject. What are you going to eat? I mean, I assume you're not coming to Blossom. Uh, Boisson, Thomas. It's French. Yeah. It's... No, I'm, I'm going to stick with HelloFresh. What's... Hello Fresh. Is it a new place? Do they have macro gastronomy? Because I will make a reservation no, right now. No, Eli, with Hello Fresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Okay, but it's probably the same meal like over and over again, mm. Thomas. At Squirrel, the place we're going Wednesday morning at 6 a.m., they serve whatever nuts they found in the park that day. 
in the park. Actually, HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items each week, including ready-to-eat salads, sandwiches, and soups. 50? Wow. Okay, but, I mean, meals delivered to your house? Thomas, that's got to be crazy expensive. The loans you need to take out for hat of full of beans are very reasonable. Uh, again, like, again, guys, HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. That does sound good. Yeah, it is. I was actually a HelloFresh customer before they became a sponsor, and I still am. Everything comes packed in its own little bag, so unloading my box each week takes seconds, and the food's awesome. Yeah, so if you're ready to up your mealtime, go to HelloFresh.com slash Awful14 and use code Awful14 to get 14 free meals plus free shipping. So I go to HelloFresh.com slash Awful14 and use code Awful14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping? That's right, Thomas. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, at Splash, they let you eat underwater. That's worse, man. Yeah, that's definitely worse. I almost drowned. Yeah. (laughs) From the makers of The Floor is Lava comes a film about love. Oh, September, don't you see a love like ours is forbidden? The Floor is Lava. I don't care that The Floor is Lava, Michael. I love you. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but The Floor is actually acid. It's not lava, but, uh, but you guys should actually be careful about The Floor. Because when a priest must decide to forsake his vows, he must ignore the fact that he's considering fucking one of his students. But September, the lava, it will burn you. Again, not lava, but still very real, very bad thing. So, uh. Because nothing stands in love's way. Not a sacred oath, or a huge age difference, or difference in power dynamic. You know what, September? Maybe the floor isn't lava after all. Oh, Michael, kiss me. You guys are in the acid right now. I'm watching you seven the acid. This summer, the floor isn't lava, but it is very much acid. I'm at minimum eight years older than you. Oh, minimum. Gross. (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit. We're going to open up on Father Biker showing up to, to campus for a jog. (laughs) (laughs) music note escape from the rainforest cafe (laughs) (laughs) so so we watched this awkward moment where he has to take his pants off because he's got his little jogging shorts on under him and he's got to take them off over his shoes and it goes on so long it technically qualifies as slapstick at a certain point and then the reveal is that he's wearing like a running jersey like a cross-country jersey i would have worn i wore in high school and it's like is this more accidental competitions is this town just a series of like you never know when you're (laughs) competing in an athletic event if so i I mean i kind of like it i I would probably be into that what's that amazon show they canceled after like three episodes the game or whatever (laughs) this is the town it's based on god and the running they do here it hurt my body to watch like i just I hated it. Like the way they ran, <laughs> it made me like tired just looking at them. Like it was so hard for them to just run like humans. Oh, and it <laughs> went on for so long. Forever. We just watched them jog all the way around the so, so he he starts jogging and it just so happens that September is jogging at the same time. Yeah. So they end up jogging together and we watch them for like a minute and a half of the movie. Yep. 
No conversation, just these two people running as if to say, no, but these motherfuckers actually did their own stunts. They are actually jogging. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe that they did their own running. <laughs> he also later on plays his own basketball. In yeah, he doesn't does. he though? <laughs> I, I have many theories about that scene that we'll get to. But yeah, the director's basically like, look, we know you're cleaning up your tummy from that last scene with the grape on the boob, so we're just gonna we'll do a little jogging <laughs> yeah. while you hike your shorts back up. <laughs> yeah, is that like a shaming thing? Like, God, you fucking pathetic shit. Look at you. You got your pants down watching my weird <laughs> caveman porn. You should be out there getting some exercise, bettering yourself. <laughs> oh, more porn needs shame worked into the refractory period. <laughs> yeah. She's like, right after the cum shot, Asa turns to the screen and she's like, are you registered to vote? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, they're like filling out their taxes and like yeah. getting shit done. <laughs> So, yeah, but they get done jogging and she says, hey, you know, if you're looking for somebody to watch you practice your big TV <laughs> yeah. debate, I would be happy to sit there and stare at you. And he's like, oh, that'd be great. That would be awesome. Very subtle. Yeah, absolutely. Student who is my college student, you can come over to my home in the middle of the evening. Normal God practice stuff. Yep. Yeah, and because of what running attire looked like back then, any conversation a student would have with their teacher in that little amount of clothing is unethical. Yeah, like it's kind of inappropriate. Even, yep, yeah, like there's so little between you and her right now. Just don't, you can't do it. Don't engage. <laughs> so that night, Father Biker's reading that book that he's going to debate the guy on. It's weird that we see him reading it so often since he obviously has no idea what it says at all. <laughs> later on but he's in his priestly frat mansion reading and we flash back to fucking boobvania mm -hmm. this this is where cave mullet finds the tree from empire strikes back okay <laughs> the vagina tree yeah the vagina, vagina tree. tree yeah okay so we're on the same page that's definitely a vagina tree. that is okay, absolutely cool. a tree with a vagina making sure yep i don't know again there's no language in the caveman section so i don't know what the movie makers were going for but if you go with caveman finds a tree that looks like a vagina and wants to show all the other cavemen, hey guys, isn't that pretty yeah. funny? This scene makes sense. Otherwise, I was totally lost. Yep. I know, which is like a fine thing. I've bet cavemen did that. Like, honestly. It's probably <laughs> <laughs> Not with eyeliner and G-strings, but yeah. yeah. Let's see if we can find another tree that looks like a dick and like make him fuck. Like, I, what else? They always say like the hunter-gatherers actually had more leisure time than yeah, we do. You know? they always say, like, yeah. So this is what you did. <laughs> yeah, but but Cave Mullet is, is apparently having a mystical experience at the vagina tree. Yeah, and he yells like, and this is where I was like, oh, you're ruining the boob parts movie. You know, like it was, <laughs> it was so good. And then we're to believe that this fucking naked mullet caveman is having like some vague religious experience. They're trying to build it like this is plausible. Like he starts to like look up to the sky a little bit. You know, He's like, yeah, wait a minute. Trees don't have vaginas. God. Yeah. Yeah. And he says something that sounds like Raul, doesn't he? Isn't he like, oh, I just Raul. got yeah, yeah, he does an I, ow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. And that scene's over. Okay, a couple of boobs in it. It's just a scene with him. Now, keep in mind, it's just got Cave Mullet. That's the only character that acts in this scene. But there's still a, like, we see a topless woman, like, looking over, yep. going, like, what, what's he doing over there? So then we cut back to Father Biker. He's in his office reading some bullshit argument yep. about Thomas Aquinas. And, like, they agreed to meet at 10 a.m. And she comes in. She's like, 
am I late? I'm like, I don't know, look at the fucking clock. You said 10 a.m. It was two <laughs> seconds ago. Even I remembered. <laughs> yeah, and she tells him that he shouldn't use Aquinas, and he's like, well, the, the Catholic Church still thinks those arguments are valid. And she's like, yeah, but the Catholic Church is stupid. And he's like, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> that is what she says, yeah. <laughs> God, and she's right about everything. Can I say, I, can I confide in you folks? Nobody else is listening, right? I am, like, I have a weird crush on this character. In this oh, movie. yes. She's sure. smoking hot. She's right about every single debate issue. I mean, some of the arguments are a little dumb because they're written by people who don't know what the arguments are. But like, mo- mostly speaking, you know, she's kind of right about the the this stuff. She's apparently a champion diver and nobody gives a shit. Like, she's amazing <laughs> yeah, right? at that. I, I love this girl. Like, I'm really into her. Yeah. Just and, don't tell anybody, okay? And in a very rare situation for me, I am better than any of the men in her life. And that's a really good <laughs> right? feeling. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a psychopath murderer like Jay, and yeah. I'm not her teacher, so... Can I offer you not raping a student <laughs> for my... Uh, in terms of my qualifications as a, as a man. Jesus. Yeah, well, and, and then she says something about, you know, he says, well, do you find this argument convincing? She's like, I don't believe any of your nonsense, remember? <laughs> I don't find any of these arguments convincing. And he says, and I quote, you know, I hate to see that you're so narrow-minded in your beliefs. That by narrow-minded, he means able to consider more possibilities than him. I know. That's always the best. You're so narrow-minded, you won't just say an all-knowing being, super being, God, cool thing, did everything. You won't do that more open-minded thing of saying that. Also, the blocking of the scene is insane. It is. <laughs> but, but in a weird way, it may accidentally be good because this guy is so obviously trying to hide his massive boner the entire yes. time. Like, and so at one point, she's crosses over to him and he's speaking into a book like he shoved his face (laughs) into a bookcase and is like well i think this argument about the thing and you're like you know that maybe it's secretly good in a weird way like he's trying that hard to not have a boner for this girl (laughs) well yeah this is because she confronts him here about celibacy and his vow of celibacy (laughs) to which he responds I've never had a problem with celibacy. And I wrote in my notes, he said grunting as his boner lifted his desk three inches off the fucking ground. He said as you hear a book close on his dick as hard as he could do it. <laughs> also, I'm like, yeah, I've I've never had a problem with celibacy either. Yep. I've, uh, I've avoided that whole thing. <laughs> never, I had a bit had of a problem with it between like 14 and 17. It was pretty, it was pretty rough. But well, I guess it's how you define it. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing, though, is that, like, obviously when she said, you know, somebody to practice your arguments with, she meant, do you want to fuck? And he doesn't know that, right? So this whole scene has a Heath being flirted with kind of a feel to it. She's, like, walking around his office going, like, all right, are you really talking about Thomas Aquinas or were we going to, you did not get it? Did you not? Okay, fuck. She's just desperately trying to turn everything into innuendo. Yeah. Yes, I'd like to kamalosmological. I can't do it. I'm sorry. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> we fucking? <laughs> All right, so then we check back in on the cave people. A leopard is about to eat one of the cave girls. Morbidly <laughs> obese leopard <laughs> is my favorite actor <laughs> in the so movie. Big. But also... We get a really hilarious transition, though, because the last thing they say is like, yeah, sometimes I even go to the zoo to study. I love the oh, zoo. Oh, you're and right. Like, yeah, we should go to the zoo. And then smash cuts to like what seems like the people exhibit of the zoo. <laughs> 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 like, oh, so is it? Uh, oh, God. And, and by the way, Eli is not 
kidding about the morbid obesity of this <laughs> fucking leopard. This yeah. is obviously like a circus leopard who gets a Pet. gets a lot of pies in his life. <laughs> but at the same time, were you not impressed with the fact that they shot a scene where a leopard is on top of a naked woman? Like, yep. I this this is one of those things where I hope we don't find out some urban legend is true about like how this weird alien director actually killed a woman yeah. with a leopard for this movie. Like I, it's, I, I was disturbed by what I saw. Yeah. Also, there's nothing less believable than this leopard attacking this woman. <laughs> this leopard is out of breath. They show two shots of him just standing there and he's out of breath standing there. The leopard's like, oh my God. I really should go back to those big stack of pillows they have for me at the pie factory because this is woo, doctor says my asthma is this is energy. And then for the jumping on scene, what it should be said is woman desperately pulling leopard into a hug because the leopard's like, get, get her off me. This food's too wiggly. Ow. Ow. Yeah. So so bony. The boobs at the front aren't even that big. <laughs> and we see one of the cavemen like, you know, eventually they answer the call of the emergency here. And one of them stops like 90 feet away and just chucks a spear. And I'm just like, do you not care if that hits her? Like, you're just, you're just going to throw. Oh, wow. I'm just going to throw a spear at the situation. Well, but he's still doing more than anybody else, right? Everybody else That's is just true. standing 38 <laughs> yards away going, bad kitty, bad boy. They're like, hey, look at the leopard show over here. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Ancient caveman Eli standing in the corner. Do you want me to roast him? Do you want me to roast the leopard? He yeah. is uh, overweight. <laughs> but yeah unfortunately they don't get there in time she's bloodlessly dead I love that they don't use any blood whatsoever in this death scene of this like 30 second topless uh, woman for no reason because they I mean the leopard kind of killed her spirit I think okay all right yeah I I just figured they didn't want to be tasteless in this 37th boob scene I also love this is the first time that we see a kid in this group so there's just this 12 year old boy standing there surrounded by boobs that obviously visibly can't believe his luck oh this kid (laughs) this kid they're like no you're sad it just killed your family member and he's like "Uh Uh, (laughs) uh-huh yeah they did and imagine acting this scene the guy the cave mullet has to pick up a naked woman while he's basically naked and try to like act out grief, but in a non-language way because mm-hmm. he's a caveman and he like holds her up. I just cannot imagine. I've done some weird scenes in theater bullshit, but like that would have been, I've been like, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just so fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives her as a gift to the vagina tree. Yeah, he like kind of stuffs her partway in the vagina like a little bit yeah okay and like, like what is that supposed to do okay guys i couldn't find a dick-shaped tree but you gotta admit <laughs> this is pretty cool or it's like lesbians huh <laughs> thought i'd cheer us all up <laughs> yeah so he puts the woman as like a sacrifice to the vagina tree and then we stare into the sun in sort of a like i don't know like a to be continued kind of way yeah and then we cut back to uh Father Biker and September on a study date at the zoo. See? Yeah. Tigers tied all together. All the whole thing makes sense. I know. And the tiger's like, God damn, my ancestors used to eat women like you. <laughs> <laughs> how far we've fallen. Yeah, we get a shot of how incredibly shitty zoos were in 1988. Oh my like, god, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending zoos, but 
they definitely aren't that bad anymore. It's a fucking <laughs> like dog cage you get at PetSmart with eight tigers <laughs> jammed into it. Oh, it was terrifying. All these fucking monkeys and no shade, not a drop of shade anywhere near them in fucking yeah, Florida. Awful. The dog park in my neighborhood is more spacious and humane than these zoo yeah. cages from 1988. Oh, but and of course, just as you're trying to get your head around how bad that is, something even worse shows up, which is his next argument. (sighs) They're all looking at the monkeys and he says, and I quote, why do you suppose that monkey would wake up one day and decide to evolve into a man? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because that isn't the fuck how it works. (laughs) He might as well challenge the monkey to spell evolution and then yell checkmate. (laughs) Right? Like that is impossibly stupid. I refuse to believe that any person could be capable of writing and stupid enough to think that that's what evolution is. <laughs> Must have been so awkward for that first monkey, though. That's like, boy, I'm, I'm a human. It's like, oh, all my <laughs> friends are monkeys now. Do I still, like, fuck my monkey wife? Or what do, <laughs> what do I do? Like, this is really awkward. Should have agreed I, to do it at the same time. This yeah. is so- God damn it. <laughs> Never be the first one. You know, you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so they, but yeah, they go on their little fucking study date at the end. He She drops him off at home because, you know, he drives the motorcycle woman yeah she drops him off at home like his it's his mom's house and she it's a fucking she's his student this is the weirdest thing yeah, yeah. and again they have this moment where she's like well here we are at your home after our very obvious date and he's like thanks buddy i'll see you. i'm gonna go inside and play <laughs> nintendo against myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she drives off then we get him uh showing up at this bookstore on his motorcycle. And of course, I just was like getting nostalgic. Like, I remember bookstores. They always made you have to shit for some reason. That was great. I liked bookstores. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, all oh, bookstores. For younger listeners, these were quaint, adorable businesses that one of took over the entire world. It's yeah. weird. It got weird. Yeah. yeah. It, get weird. And he yeah. grabs his book by Hans Kung or something like that. And I just for fun, I Googled it. And turns out that guy died like two months ago. He was a million years old. Yeah, I was just like, oh, what are the odds? He died in April, you know, and it was like, I don't know, 100 or something. I heard that they are going to watch the movie that features my book. (laughs) It is my time to leave. (laughs) That's probably what happened. Somebody's discovered it. Yeah. (laughs) Bites the cyanide capsule. (laughs) We knew this day would come. Now, we do get a very interesting piece of dialogue in this bookstore scene, though, that I really want to unpack. Yes. He picks up the dead guy's book. He goes (laughs) to the front desk. He goes... Do you gift wrap? And she says, girl behind the counter says, it depends. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And then he shows her the book and she goes, oh, in that case, yeah. (laughs) What book would she not gift wrap? Yeah. Like if he meant him, you know, then she'd be like, well, that (laughs) I can't wrap you. Yeah. No, we just just for liability's sake. You know, I got to say it depends. Dick in a box type situation that she'd gotten before or something. Or he brings over Catcher in the Rye. He's like, I really like this book as an adult. And she's like, no, I'm not wrapping that, man. You're an (laughs) asshole. (laughs) He's got some Ayn Rand. Rand. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, points to a sign behind her. We do not ramp. Atlas Shrugged. Twilight. (laughs) One through nine. Or it's like some weird, again, he's locked in a world where it's always, people are always expecting sexual innuendo, but he's not getting it. Okay, you know, like maybe yeah. she was going like, yeah, it depends, you know? And then he was going to say like, oh, some sexual thing. He's like, here's the fucking book. She's like, oh, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, no, I wrapped the book. Yeah, fine. And now we're going to get one of my favorite scenes in the film. This is the 
apple in the bathtub in the in the bubble bath scene. <laughs> yeah. So here's uh, the thing. There are these scenes in movies that are gratuitously sexual, right? And the way they get away with it is by not showing you, eh, if I may use an expression, how the sausage is made. Because <laughs> we're going to watch how fucking impossible it is to run yourself a bubble bath and eat an apple in there in real fucking time. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's getting ready for her big bubble bath. And this was just, it was a great 80s moment because beforehand she's got it. She's like, okay, I'm going to get in the bath. I got to get my book and I got to get my phone. She actually drags her phone. <laughs> She grabs an apple from the bowl of apples she has in her bedroom. Yeah, well, yep. you gotta keep <laughs> okay, sure. apples nearby. Yeah, and then she gets in the tub, and, and of course this was so that we can gratuitously get her boobs as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which was great. This was, this is, I but love yeah, this girl. Yeah, and this movie was the best that you've ever had me watch. And I oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you for the privilege it's of not, being on the It's not even show. close, yeah. So, but yeah, so she gets all naked it up, gets in the tub, starts eating her apple, and she calls Father Biker. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, sorry to correct you. She calls Father Biker. He says, hello. And she's like, first bite of the apple. Like she, she waited to get, what, what kind of an asshole move is that? She's like, oh, yes, I've gotten a hold of him. Here, let me start eating in the phone. God, You're right. So weird. Yeah, so they're talking, and she's like, hey, isn't our relationship wildly inappropriate? And he's like, it sure is. <laughs> and then she drops her apple into the fucking she tub. Drops the <laughs> she drops it in the bed. And apparently that's like key to the film, right? She goes, oh my goodness, I've dropped my apple in the tub. And he's like, wait a minute, are you calling me nakedly? This is even more inappropriate yeah. now. It's like, okay, movie, we get it. Naked women with an apple and the religion thing. Fucking yeah, okay, we get it. Yeah. He tries to wink at it. He's like, remember, apples cause trouble. And she's like, no, I remember in the Bible, uh, a woman is punished with the pain of childbirth for eating an apple when Satan yeah. tempts her. And he's like, it's we're flirting. It's fun. Yeah. I'm sorry. It doesn't actually say apple anywhere in the Bible. It's just a, it's a fruit. Probably a pomegranate. And at this point in the sexiness, you know, that's going like the seduction that's going on here. I'm just thinking no religion is worth this. Like, no. Come on, dude. Yep. No religion is worth not fucking this girl that's hitting on you this much. First step one, resign your fucking job immediately. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, it is 1989, so I don't even know if back then. Yeah, they probably wasn't a big deal. Fucking cared, but like quit your job, quit being a priest, give it, a, you know, wait a few months or something. I don't, I don't know what you do. And then just no religion is worth it. If look, if I were an atheist and a religious girl were doing this to me, now forget that not in the teacher thing, I wouldn't do that, but like just a random person, same age, same thingy. We're doing this to me. I'd be like, Okay, yeah, I'll join join your religion. Yeah, sure. What is it? What is it? Yeah, I believe in whatever the thing yep, is. Let's I'm go. a Muslim Jew, whatever well, you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, this movie will agree with you. As that's yeah, the crazy fucking thing. Pretty much. But also, like, we do need to talk about how absolutely nothing the stakes of this are, considering it's the 1980s. We know how many Catholic priests were getting away with raping children. Right. Yeah. Like, at any point in this movie, I just expected some character to be so relieved that she's not a child. Yeah. Like, oh, God, it's an adult. Yeah. It's a consenting adult? Oh, yeah, man. Fuck. <laughs> I expected that other priest to be really confused. Like, what? Wait, Wait a minute. Oh, Hold uh, on a second. Okay, oh, I guess if you're into that. Yeah, you're, fine. You're a student. Do, do you, like, volunteer at a preschool program as well? I'm very confused by this confession. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, and then we get this 
again, it's it's hard to call any scene in this movie useless as compared to the other scene, but maybe the most useless scene in this entire movie where Father Biker shows up at the motorcycle place oh, God. and the guy wants to ask him what's more important between his motorcycle and his girlfriend. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's weird brother that yeah. didn't have an acting career. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. Kevin Bacon's tooth-only stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> And they have this weird, I don't know what's supposed to be happening in this scene. He's like, hey, should I love my girl more or my bike? And he's like, well, what does your bike represent to you? And he's like, my bike is my freedom. It's a dance on the wind. It's the summer song that pulls me through the breeze. And he's like, yeah, man, but you can't fuck your motorcycle and it doesn't care who you choose. And he's like, I choose my motorcycle. Well, so what we're trying, what the movie is sloppily trying to do is presented as like hey man this is the same debate that you're facing in your life you know do you choose your job your motorcycle or do you choose this woman that's super hot which again is weirdly sophisticated for this movie you know like (laughs) that's why i can't fucking figure this thing out i'm not saying it's a good movie but like there's actually deeper levels than just a surface level to it at which is you know 10 more levels than the normal movies you watch like i'm amazed i'm just like what is happening who made this why did they make it i want to know does anybody know (laughs) tell me the process of this movie god the entire time I was dying to know who the hell the audience was for this, if not just us <laughs> or somebody yeah. flipping through YouTube to see what has the most boobs on it. I, I feel like this has got to have like a, a very close to the record for the most nudity on a YouTube video. So, oh, yeah. All right. So I've checked. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, OK, so September's unrelenting quest to fuck this priest continues that night when she brings him surprise pizza at his home and he's like instead of going like oh i think this might be a little inappropriate given our student teacher relationship he's like do you want alcohol i'll give you alcohol (laughs) yeah okay Noah. i i wasn't alive but this is baffling to me did people just used to go to people's houses like you just you did you just go to someone's house man like i and you knock on the door be like hi i'm a fucking i'm a human and you're a human i'm like here's your house yeah you you would just show up at that's how we socialize that's fucking weird that's the beginning of a horror movie now if someone (laughs) shows up unannounced (laughs) now it's because they're there to murder you when the doorbell rings, I hide like me, like we hide under something. <laughs> yep. And then I check the phone because I have the ring thing, and I look like, okay, who is it? Who is it? You know, we turn kill the power, you know, and then like it's a package, and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. At best, it's an aggressive package delivery. So like, <laughs> yeah. just leave it there, man. What are you? Doing? <laughs> so then I reach my arm out like the side window because right, I right don't through wanna, the mail. You know, slot like, all right, I'll or... sign it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bend down. Bend down. I got a cat flap. Yeah, I really wanted her at this point to do the old like, you know, porno sausage pizza gag, but with her vagina, right? He opens up the box and it's just got a big hole cut there. All right, you get it? Do you get it now? Uh, So, yeah. So, oh, and of course, so she comes in, uh, he goes to get the wine and then we cut to outside where a shadowy figure is snapping pictures of them having pizza and wine together. I genuinely thought it was going to be Dick Cavett just out there. Me too. Yep. Me (laughs) too. I've got to vet this guest. I even had a private Dick Cavett joke written into my notes, but it turned out to be somebody else. So I had to erase it. Yeah. And look. Same. I know this is supposed to be a moment where the movie wants us to be like, oh no, but he didn't do anything. (laughs) But. He did. Right. He had a a student over to his home and he gave her alcohol. Yeah. The gotcha is well-deserved movie. Right. Right. Well, already. And then we cut to like them on the couch with her cuddled in his fucking lap and very clearly drunk. Yep. Right. 
not just like he gave her like a glass of wine, but she's she's kind of shit faced. Yeah. And the movie wants to establish that the movie is really clear about like, wow, if he wanted to rape her, it'd be easy right now. But don't worry, he's a good guy. He lets her sleep blanketlessly and pillowlessly on her couch like an asshole. Yeah, lets her sleep off the hangover he gave her. Right. (laughs) The trope that may be the hardest to explain to my children when they watch this movie in the future is the, no, 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 when a character got another character drunk and just draped a sweater over them instead of raping them, that meant they were a good guy. Where are you going, future generations? Why are you mad at me? (laughs) No, I said he doesn't rape her. You guys are weird. (laughs) Yeah, so she wakes up the next morning unraped, and she's like, oh, pretty good guy by 80s movie standards. But speaking of rape, Rapey Jay now is showing up at the priest office. It turns out he's uh. the one that was taking those pictures, and he's threatening nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And I got to say, this line just is it really embodies the mores of the time, because he says, quote, it's bad enough you're her teacher, but a priest? I'm like, no, you fucking fuck. That is exactly backwards. <laughs> yep. Like, who gives a shit about his pretend rule? The fucking who cares? It's his teacher. It's her teacher. Like, that's the that's the first thing. Like, it should be, okay, you're her fucking teacher. And also, yeah, priest or whatever, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah like, right, right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. The power dynamic, by definition, is major relationship weirdly unconsensual. But you made a super best friend promise to an invisible man in the sky, dude. Take it seriously. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, you know, you can keep those pictures next time, though. I oughta. Yeah. And that's it. Like, like there's no, there's no, like, I'm going to go to the papers. I'm going to show these to your boss. I'm going to spread these around campus. I know. And he's a menacing character. I thought, you know, at least beat the shit out of him or something. Right. Like, he's, he's, he's a scary. Rapey J is no joke. Like, he was terrifying. Yeah. The one character I wanted Rapey J to be aggressive and terrifying to, <laughs> he's like, all right, look, you get four strikes for fucking your students. I don't want to have to tell you not to fuck your students again. Here's the photograph gift. And then just in case I ever wanted to argue, to oh, Eli, that God. the 80s weren't as stupid looking as he thinks they are based on film. We get oh, this yes. incredibly long aerobics slash tiny shorts uh, basketball scene. It's so yes. glorious. Smash cut over <laughs> to my mom's Jane Fonda workout cassette. <laughs> Vivid memories of the music. <laughs> my current workout as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, at a certain point, I have a note that I'm sure you do as well of how much of this do we need? Like, right. we go through a full 30-minute workout and, like, a full pickup <laughs> game in which we know the score. Like, we learn, like, the, which teams are doing well in the playoff bracket of this fucking wreck <laughs> thing. I'm like, why, why do we need all this? It's oh, an hour. It goes, it goes on, on for so long that we get the whole fucking song on this aerobics exercise. So it's cutting between her doing aerobics and him playing a pickup game of basketball. The, the actors are like dying of exhaustion. Like, I, do, I can't do the scene anymore. This workout so hard. Jeez. Give me some water, please. Well, luckily, that's only a problem for the actor playing September. The actor playing Father Biker has no problem whatsoever because there's literally nothing at all athletic about what he's oh doing. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> if Heath were here, Heath and I would go 30 minutes on the athletic here this guy there is so much here and i this is 
this is how I am. I am really into sports. I'm really into competition. I just, I'm a, I love it. It's my favorite thing. Whenever there's like a movie, a show or whatever that my wife is watching where there's just peripherally some sort of sport, I'm, I'm always like, I know everything about what's happening. I know who's winning. I, you know, like that's the thing I watch. And this guy, so first off, they have the rim set to like seven and a half feet. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't know why. <laughs> they have the, the worst basketball playing and they go so far as it's not just as though we're like, well, dorky priest, you know, he would be bad at basketball because look at him they have to they specifically put in a line to set up that he's amazing the guy's like yeah he he uh he's not like himself right now because he misses a few shots as though he has such a reputation for being just fucking michael jordan at this yeah. place uh-huh. you go see him make a shot and i i wish this were visual he does a shot like a muppet doing the arm wavy thing, you know, like that's yeah. a shot. Yeah. It's, and he misses by a quarter mile. It's, oh, it's, it's wacky waving inflatable arm. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It is. That's his shot. And then he just leaves. Yes, He's like, well, yes, fuck, I, middle of the I, fucking game, middle of a middle play. Of it's not even like a timeout or somebody just He's made like, a uh, shot. missed a couple shots. <laughs> fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> to be fair, fantastic foreshadowing for the character. I mean, yeah, I don't actually, actually, if you did that in a real pickup game, that would be like kind of a dick. I mean, someone would take your place and be like, God, fuck that guy. Like, right? Yeah, exactly. Let's make sure we don't. Play with that asshole anymore. First off, he ball hogged, took two shots, didn't pass it, missed them both, and left. What a fucking right. dick. Right, well, and he just shot from wherever he was when he got the yeah. pass. It was just... <laughs> oh. I have a fan theory about this basketball, and especially of the interstitial shot of the guy being like, Father Mac sure seems distracted. I think yeah. this actor was like, oh, I'm actually really fucking great at basketball. And they were like, great. <laughs> we'll put a basketball scene in the movie. And then they like tossed him the ball twice on camera, and they were like, holy shit. Uh, hey, Dell, do you want a line in the movie? You're going to say that he's distracted. <laughs> we just watched this actor storm off the field being like, I need it lower than seven and a half feet. <laughs> They're like, can we have another guy say, like, I think he's having a stroke right now and is not. Oh, man, he scored all those baskets yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, so he walks away mid game and damn it, if September isn't there to be a vile temptress some more. Yeah. He has to break the news that he's not going to be able to fuck her. She is super disappointed. Yeah, he's like, and again, he's like, look, I. I really value our friendship. Our friendship is so important to me mm-hmm. and the way that we're friends and our friendliness, friendship. And I wanted her to be like, okay, but if you want to be friends, we could still be friends in not sexually inappropriate situations. And he's like, no, there is only studying at my house with a glass of wine or nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. What is the friendship exactly? Like when you distill it down, it's, him saying really stupid fucking arguments and her being like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> right. Here are my boobs or whatever. Right. You know, yeah, like that, exactly. that's not, there's not a lot to just the friendship. Like if you just took if the friendship If we're not fucking, part. there's not much left. Yeah. So, okay. Now we have to go back to clan of the cave boobs or whatever. We have the, <laughs> the spot where cave mullet gets attacked by different cavemen who want to. I don't. And once more, I'm so sorry, but the way they do these transitions every time it creates the greatest comedy because they transition to the caveman as though the caveman is walking in on their conversation. <laughs> yes. like, oh, oh, uh, sorry, uh, you guys are. Oh, do you have you have the studio tell four? I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'll I take my naked was... G-string, weird G- leather G-string <laughs> ass over there. I'll be there if you need me. Uh, sorry. Trog wants to know if you guys are going to do it already. <laughs> Movie is boring. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the whole clan is sitting there with like the, that weird oh, meat they were eating, just like oh, like popcorn. <laughs> but yeah, so these other cavemen attack him. He doesn't want to fight, so they just take all his women and leave. I think. Yep. yep. This I want to know the politics of this clan. Like the what is the setup? Because. I guess he wasn't like he owned all those women. He was in charge, I guess. And yeah. the men, because like someone attacks him and they're like, we win. He just forfeits. Mm -hmm. And like, we win. We now take everyone that isn't you. And then later he just kind of follows them. And I don't like, I don't know what, what happened here. I, I think like somebody else like challenged him for leadership of the clan and, and he lost because he didn't want to be violent because he's finding Jesus. <laughs> he was really bluffing this whole time. It was all bark and no bite, apparently. Like, he was the leader of this clan, and somebody, like, takes, like, a stick and waves it at him. He's like, Oh, shit, right, I don't stick. Fuck. I didn't, <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't think anyone was actually going to challenge me. I'm sorry. The vagina tree did not prepare me for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, so the last we saw of September and Father Biker is him saying, look, we can't keep being seen in these inappropriate situations where people are going to assume that I'm trying to seduce <laughs> you because I very, very clearly am. The next scene is him showing up at her house in the pouring rain to stand beneath her window and stare longingly at her silhouette. Yep. Normal teacher stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot your homework, maybe. I don't know. I'm doing my conferences outside of all of my students' windows, my midterms. Your class participation is very good, but you didn't do well on your first two quizzes. So the final is 80% of the grade, remember? So all the flirting and stuff we did, that I mean, that, that's good. You got an A on that portion of the grade, but that's like 10, 20% at most. So yeah, so he's standing out in the rain. And in one of the, the few efforts that this movie makes to actually tie the cave people in with anything that's going on in Real life, we, we cut immediately from that to cave mullet also getting rained on. Yeah. This is where the vagina tree gets struck by lightning. Yeah, what? Okay, is a girl he likes in the tree when it gets struck by lightning? I think so. I went back a couple of times on the scene because I saw that in your notes, Eli, and I didn't see, like, like I guess No, very, somebody's in the tree, weren't they? Was, was there someone in the tree? I swear there was someone. And keep in mind, I had the higher definition version. because Oh, I, you're <laughs> right. You did. <laughs> you did. I swear someone was in the tree. And my first thought was, oh, maybe the clan leader that took over maybe took his girl in the tree and then he talked to God and God smites them. I thought like, I was like, is that what they're going for? But then like there's the lightning and then he's like crying about it. And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't, so I have no fucking idea, man. Nope. I don't know what happened. No clue, but there, but lightning very clearly hits the tree and he is absolutely devastated by yeah. it. That was my favorite vagina tree. <laughs> it, it, right, right. That's that's all I got. Cause I didn't see anybody in the tree. I even went back in the scene and I'm like, was that a, was there a person? Yeah. I, I was reminded of how good our lightning was back before we had CGI. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, you know, we've, we've made a big show of the boobs. We've talked a lot about them and, you know, deservedly so. There's more than any vid movie in the history of time. But we also get some good man ass in it. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Dudes solid man ass. Solid man ass in, G in leather G-string man ass. Like, so if, that, if you're into that, like this... This yeah, you get movie's some, got everything. Like, oh yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, so Cave Mullet had some ripped fucking abs and shit. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah he was, he was These looking are good, good looking guys. Yeah. So okay, then we cut over to September's roommate telling her that Jay is spreading rumors about her fucking the priest, and she's like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to fuck the priest, and we're not, we're not, I'm being pretty public about it, you know. Yeah, I'm very clearly trying to. And her roommate's like, "Oh, okay, you're just trying to fuck your teacher. I get it. Sometimes you, yeah." 
Sometimes you fuck your teacher. And it wouldn't be me guessing on this show without making a sound note. And my note is they spent their sound budget on boobs. Because this scene, <laughs> there's a microphone somewhere in the house with them, but it's not in the same fucking room. Yep. So there's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the scene we get. And I think it's the roommate saying like, should you maybe don't fuck your teacher? I don't know. Yeah, something. Maybe it's go after a guy who's, you know, your age and not celibate or whatever. <laughs> But so then she goes to wait for him outside the library. He's studying. He's still studying for his big debate on the Dick Cavett show. Hope that pays off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it will. <laughs> you know, so she's waiting for him outside the library. He's like, uh, she's like, hey, just thought I'd show up and maybe we could wander alone in the middle of the night in one of those non-sexual ways that nobody starts rumors about. In the way that good friends do. Yep. yep. My new life goal after this movie is just to as cluelessly do all these things to Heath that he does with this girl. Just like, Heath, would you like to wander around a park and get an ice cream? Because <laughs> so. of what good friends we are. My favorite part about the ice cream is that it's so funny because they're just in the park and she, you know, she's really making a move that like she wants to kiss kind of thing. And as she's going into the kiss, he's like, you want ice cream? Like just like trying to get out of it. After, by the way, she he just had to put a jacket on her because she was freezing. Yes, and she's like, hey, right. do you, you want, want some ice cream? Ice cream? <laughs> Where have you been, you stupid <laughs> asshole? And I love to, they get to the ice cream place and they have the weirdest, he goes, two vanilla ice cream. She's like, I actually like chocolate. I He's like, I don't like chocolate. She's like, then you have a fucking vanilla and I'm, so why are funny. we talking about that? I know. Leave it in. Leave it in. That was just like <laughs> them bickering about the scene, I think, or something. I don't, That's the crazy. Oh. And the cho- the ice cream lady is like, Hey guys, what the fuck's wrong? With you? <laughs> there's even there's a juggler in the back, very boring oh, I juggler, by the way, who even stops to go. You could each just have two different fucking flavors. Yeah. What the hell is this even about, people? Throughout this whole scene, there's some sort of troop here. There's there's a, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's mime, a mime and there's a in juggler. The and I was dying. I was dying for the mime to be Jay in disguise. <laughs> I was dying for the mime to just be like close up on the mime and he's doing he's the, the invisible pictures. wall thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're at craft services for the circus, but they never acknowledge it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Ray BJ does show up. <laughs> Takes off his mime. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Real quick. He shows up and he's just there to say, she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, nothing. I just, I'm in the scene. It says so in the script. Like, Hey dude, fuck any good students lately? Basically is all he says. Right. Strike three out of seven. (laughs) (laughs) All right, father. You know what? Fool me seventh. I've shame on you. I never remember. They react by, here's how he reacts. He reacts to this guy who uh, again is the villain of the film is the only one with a brain right now being like, stop doing this and he they react by running five feet away mm-hmm. and making out and making out five fucking feet away there, he's like, right wow that'll show him there. i guess <laughs> <laughs> wait grab my ass he'll get really jealous if you grab my ass what is any yeah really wanted jay to inch back into the frame <laughs> you guys know see you guys <laughs> like guys i just said like come he's on pulling a rope as he comes you know yeah did just i accidentally really mime it i feel yes, like but- <laughs> i said it <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. This movie seems to be making a late play at a slightly less boring plot. So we're going to give a minute to hash things out. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Was that really the best background juggler they could find? Motherfucker couldn't at least done some columns or something? Why the fuck are mimes anyway? Find out the answer to nothing in particular when we return for the boobtastic conclusion of After School. Hi. 
I'm Eli Bosnick, father of a crying baby on an airplane. And I'm Thomas Smith, father of two children, both of whom occasionally cry on planes. As travel slowly starts up again here in the United States, we just wanted to take a moment to apologize for our babies screaming directly into your ear brains. That's right. But we assure you there is literally nothing we can do about it. Well, I mean, you could just wait till your kids are old enough not to disturb other people to fly. It's not, not like they're going to remember the trip. No, get out of the rain. I'm going. I'm going. But there is something you can do. Why not get yourself a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds? Raycons look great and feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors and with customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. With Raycons, you get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Just the beats you'll need to drown out my child's truly endless requests for blueberry puffs. And Raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. Plus, Raycons have 24 hours of battery life. So while the flight with my baby might feel like an eternity because of my baby, your Raycons are going to last you the whole flight. Listen up, Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners, and here's what you've got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash gam. There, you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order, and it's such a good deal, you'll want to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash gam. Buyraycon.com slash gam. I'm, I'm just saying that you could. No, Hitler, you're being a villain in a Disney Adolf movie Hitler. right now. You're Hitler. <laughs> September. Thank you so much for coming over. No problem, Michael. I'm happy to be here. Would you care for some champagne? <laughs> yes, please. And and won't you have a seat on my heart-shaped bed? Don't mind if I do. Let me just lower the lights here and you and I can finally begin. Oh, yes, Discussing Michael. the relevance of Aristotle to modern debate on the existence of God. Oh, that sounds... Sorry, what? I know, I know. But but so much of modern cosmology is based on his thinking. I think it's important to start nope, off by... Sorry, Michael, nope. No, no, no. Uh, just to be clear, you invited me to your house. Yes, I did. You gave me alcohol. Well, it's only polite. Mm-hmm. You had me lay down on your heart-shaped bed and dim the lights so we could talk about philosophy. That's right, cause I, because we're such good friends in our... Friendship. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go. Wait, wait. I want to talk to you. Yeah. About the Kalam cosmological argument. Oh my God! You're so lucky. AdamandEve.com doesn't exist yet. Wait, wait. Was this an AdamandEve.com? I thought it was the. The whole movie's an AdamandEve.com ad. Oh, fair. <laughs> and we're back for still more of this shit. We're gonna open up on the sad tale of cave mullet so downtrodden now that he's not in charge of the clan anymore <laughs> i think yeah again functionally what is any different like he just walks in a different place than he did before it's weird <laughs> i have a lot of trouble figuring out what's going on with with this story at all but yeah so he's running for no fucking reason we we interpose that with father biker jogging in his teeny little shorts some more <laughs> yeah but all, all I was saying at this point, as we see him moping around, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, come on, man, please don't find Jesus and take away the boobs I beg of you. Like, please. 
Yeah, he was going to start a fucking religion and like, hey, everybody should put on clothes and stop fucking. I'm like, God damn it, that ruins everything. <laughs> now that's a movie that would have come full circle if at the end he's just shaming all of them for not wearing shirts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but instead he slips and falls and apparently hurts himself and then we get some cave lady dressing his wounds. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, here's what I love about this. It's the classic trope that you see in everything, which is shipwreck. You know, ah, yeah. shipwreck. And then you wake up on the sand. But they did that, but with him just tripping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If I could just like trips over a tree root and I think, ow. And then he just wakes up on a beach. You're like, <laughs> yes. what? Did he f- roll into the ocean and then get c- carried away? He was out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was a it was a really bad toe stubbing that well, he did. He, he tripped and he fell on a boat that then wrecked. And uh, yeah. yeah, so weird. <laughs> so yeah, but we leave him there for the moment, and then we cut to. I love this space work so goddamn much. We cut to September anger reading a magazine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the director told her to flip the pages angrily, and damn it, if she didn't go for it, yeah, she nailed it. She then calls the priest and. Is it me or did she dial not enough numbers? <laughs> she absolutely Klondike dialed five. seven numbers, yeah, actually. Okay. <laughs> she dialed them in a weird pattern, and I was like, you know what, movie? I'm not going back to count how many numbers she dialed. <laughs> but she was definitely like, boop, 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 boop. And I was like, ah, feels wrong. No, feels it's, it's, wrong. it's, yeah. it's a three, two, two rhythm. We all do this together, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh, shit, I forgot my apple for the phone conversation. Oh, right. Well, and I guess I'm I'll dressed. Just be a normal this is fucking all, person. God damn yeah. it. So, yeah, but but she sure is sorry for getting mad at him for not fucking her. And he's also sorry. Yeah, he's yeah. sorry for letting her convince him to kiss her after the <laughs> fucking... I forgive you uh, for seducing me, my student who is at least eight years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah, so... And, yep. and then he's like, look, I don't have time for your uh, bullshit lady emotions. So I got to do my studying for the big Dick Cavett debate. This is what's so amazing. He goes, I'm sorry, I need to focus on my debate. And the very next shot is him listening to records, staring into the middle distance. (laughs) Yes, he puts on (laughs) sexy jazz music to study to. But then she shows up at his house like two seconds after she's on the uh, off the phone with him. She shows up to insult him slash seduce him more she comes over in like a toga like outfit with no bra and i'm like oh my god jesus like (laughs) just a second ago you're like sorry for doing this whole thing anyway i'll be there in a minute to do this whole thing well right and and once again she's dead ass fucking right she's like you know what you made me fall in love with you asshole and i'm like yeah because you're like she's 19 that actually like you you should have been really clear about what the relationship could and could not be from the very beginning you did she's right Mm-hmm. And then he kisses her again and she starts to strip because it's this fucking movie. He very much does not try to stop her until there are boobs out. Right. Right. He very much <laughs> waits to get a view of yeah. her boobs. And then he's like, oh, I can't. I just remembered now that you undressed in front of me. Yeah. He pretty much pulls a Willy Wonka. No, don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, but then he leaves. He leaves his home with her mid strip inside yep. him. Again, foreshadowing. And he like in fairness to him, this is the first good thing he's done cuz he just 
leaves and just after this point he will now live in a church yeah (laughs) right like he's hiding from a vampire or something he's there 24 7 he's all disheveled like he clearly (laughs) hasn't moved or (laughs) so funny well what i love is he goes to this church he leaves her mid-strip goes to church she shows up she follows him i wanted her to just start stripping in the church yep. just she's like anyway well, devil's I, was, advocate. Yeah. I was here sure. you think i won't fuck you here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just more flat surfaces father <laughs> yeah. jokes on you and then he's, he's praying and i'm just thinking like you got the you know the big crucifix and he must be thinking like god jesus just isn't as hot as she is i mean he's he's got <laughs> He's got those those crucifix cum gutters, you know, but it just doesn't maybe compare. maybe from behind. Ah, sorry. So, but yeah, but she marches out when she sees him praying. Meanwhile, back with the cave people, cave mullet is still on the mend. This is when we learn that the girl that is taking care of him is underdressed by caveman standards. She doesn't even get a G string. She's the first fully naked cave person. Yep. Because it's obviously fucking Adam and Eve. He has a scar on his rib cage yep, where his big owie a, was. And there's a big snake that keeps showing up yeah. from this point on. Yeah, that that's the tie-in, Eli. This is Adam and Eve, the first people that like God gave the gift of godness to. Now, I don't want to try and push even further into the writing prowess of the author of Zonked or whatever the fuck the next <laughs> one is. But like, is he proposing this guy... This caveman will eventually be like, write this down. I was born in magical garden. Snake <laughs> fucked with your mother. Yeah. I got this cut when she was born. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Apparently. That's God, it. I hate this movie. That's terrible. I know. And this is presented, by the way, the whole point is like, this is a more sophisticated theology. Yes. You know, that like, yeah. Yes. No, it blends it together, you know, because we got the monkey, filthy monkey man. And, you know, and then we also get the Adam and Eve because once he tripped over. <laughs> and tree, ours has boobs. <laughs> yeah. Woke yeah. up on <laughs> a beach. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so we cut back to Father Biker, who apparently slept in that pew so as not to be seduced in the night. It's like a zombie movie, but if the zombies were boobs. He (laughs) barricades himself in a church and is just like shaking like, oh my God, they won't find me here. The boobs won't get me here. Sanctuary, sanctuary. The teenager I seduced can't get to me here. I'm safe here. And then... Father Gopher shows up, the guy who mm-hmm. gave him the thing, and he's like, hey, I can't help but notice you slept in a church and appear to be weeping. <laughs> you ready for your big debate? Because that doesn't <laughs> seem like a great sign. I know. He's barely concerned about what is obviously a, a tragic situation. Like, even if you don't know what's happening, you're like, oh, my God, you should be like, do you need help? Are you right? Are you OK? What what happened to you? But he's like, uh, you ready for TV? TV? You ready for TV? You've ever walked into like a fast food restaurant and there's obviously work drama going on, but you just want your spicy chicken sandwich? <laughs> That's what this priest is doing. He's like, oh, you are crying. So I'll have a number seven. Oh, you okay? Number seven. 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 Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so he goes, so are you ready for your big debate? And he's like, why can't I fuck ladies? He's like, why don't you channel all that lady fucking energy into the big debate? <laughs> they have a conversation in which I wish the line was in there that's like, okay, but, and hear me out, Father, what if God sucks compared to fucking this girl? Like, what if, <laughs> like, that's the subtext of the conversation. I hear what you're saying about the vow and all, yeah, the sacred thing, but um, 
what if that is all really She's shitty compared to what really I could be doing right spectacular now? Spectacular <laughs> boobs, you see. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and then of course, Father Gopher, because priests never have any good advice on anything, is like, well, why don't you ask God how not to fuck the student that you've been seducing the entire movie? He, he can probably tell you, huh? Mm-hmm. So then we get a. a I wrote in my notes, and this was optimistic, a quick montage of him teaching. <laughs> and we get a montage. <laughs> but now his class is a total sausage fest because she's not there. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, who do I even fucking hear anymore? God, <laughs> teaching just isn't what it used to be. I love how even in the montage, everybody's bored shitless by a stupid class. <laughs> so, first of all, it's 17 minutes from the end of the fucking movie, and we watch them do all the activities they've done in the movie so far. Yeah. Studying, <laughs> motorcycle shop, swimming. The phone is ringing, but he's not there. Her phone <laughs> is ringing, but he's not there. They go to the bar. It's like he's trying to find. It's like he might as well put like shot signatures where you have to like get a signature for every shot you have in the movie. He might as well put up the shot signatures <laughs> for every scene in the movie while he wanders. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just sitting like. How far out does Dick Cavett book his show? Like, are, are we, hey, I want to do a debate five years from now. Five years from now, if you're not doing anything, let's debate this book that just came out. I don't know why we're doing that that way, but we need to fit in a whole montage. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So we get them barely missing each other, more of him jogging, more of them not fucking. He prays. Oh, God, it goes on forever. Oh, I'm so jealous of the listener of this podcast that now that scene is over for them. Right. Yeah. I feel like we should talk about it yeah. a little bit longer just so they can like actually live in it the way that we did. Uh, I love to at the very end of the montage, he sees people making out and he's like those lucky motherfuckers. Yeah. They have no idea. That used to be what I did while I was pretending I was being celibate, but then I'd make out a little bit just to get enough of it. And then, you know, like to- <laughs> So, okay, so then at the end of the montage, he goes to see September by her drawing tree that we've kind of skipped over up to this point. I don't know if it's here or earlier, but at one point she's drawing with a quill. Like what? Yeah. What the fuck was that about? She has a quill in this scene. Quill. Okay. And uh, he opens with, um, you haven't been in class. That's going to affect your grade. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's going to affect my grade? That's going to affect my, hmm. I wonder if anything will affect my uh, rating that I give you as a teacher at the end of this. Hmm, I wonder if, you know, if we're going to talk grades, we're going to talk ratings, <laughs> so, Mr. Fucking Your Students. Well, and, and she's doing all the fucking harumpy kid pose. I don't yeah. want to talk to you, but just give me a happy meal, maybe. And I just want to tell her, like, dude, this dude just sucks. This priest sucks. Find someone who will, you know, give you what you need. Find, I don't, just you know, like, anyone I don't know, but like him and Rapey like, J. Just, yeah. <laughs> just somebody who does, does a lot of podcasts. Does a lot, you know, yeah. just off the top of my head. Just stop a random guy on the street, September. You're going to do better. Also, your name's September. So, you know, it's a, it's a bad versus bad situation. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The conflict in this movie I wrote down at this point is that he's a fucking idiot, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, you know, yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. And I'm so embarrassed that I ever came to your house that night. And he's like, well, I mean, thanks for letting me see your boobs, though. That was nice. Uh, yeah, You know, in your defense. The conflict is quit your stupid fucking job and your other stupid fucking job. Quit both your jobs immediately because you can't do this. Apparently, you aren't able to not fuck your students. And that's the end yep. of the movie. Shouldn't, quit your job. Shouldn't end be here. At the end of the scene, again, I hate to keep relating this movie to Heath, but she leaves, <laughs> and four hours later, he's like, I love you, <laughs> but it's the most <laughs> half-ass, yeah. shitty I love you. 
I, I wrote it down as he him doing a Heath impression. So yeah, yeah. Eli, I get it. I get it. Thank you. So and else time, of course, Cave Mullet wakes up and he follows the naked healing lady for a while. And I love how puritanical we are because obviously they're Adam and fucking Eve. So she is totally naked, but he's got the leather you yep. know, banana hammock. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, well, he, had, he would have to be naked because you're Eve. Wouldn't he have to, you know, never mind that you <laughs> don't worry about that. Why? So, yeah. And they, of course, they keep cutting to the snake here. So they're like, it's not all going to be good. That snake's going to go and tempt her to eat a apple. Yeah. They're like, do you get it? There's snake, snake naked. Yeah. <laughs> Man, woman, do you get it? Do you understand? And so now Father Biker's getting ready for his big TV debate. Yeah. Apparently, fucking September has a big dive competition at that very same minute. Yep. Seems like they would have noticed <laughs> earlier. That we have not heard anything the fuck about this entire movie. The big dive competition. Nope. Spoilers, she's going to leave her dive competition to go watch the debate, yeah. but not get there in time because of how he handles the debate, again, which we will talk about in a second. Right, yeah. She might as well go, wait a second, this dive contest doesn't matter for the movie, and then walk yeah. out. Well, she's almost realizing, she's mid-dive competition, she's like, wait, this will pass the Bechdel test. Shit, shit, shit. Okay, yeah, I gotta go back right. to where he is. Right, yeah, no, she dives the way he plays basketball, apparently, so... We cut to Dick Cavett introducing the big is God bullshit debate. I love the introduction for the evil author, right? He says, you know, you wrote this book that this movie ostensibly is about, and you've been called all sorts of terrible things. Uh, they've called you a heretic, an atheist. I'm like, wait, is that a terrible? So he's, like, he's like, I'm no fucking atheist. They merged with the far right. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you heard about that. And again, it is hard to find a movie that kills its stake as, as thoroughly as this one does. He's like, yeah. so you want to kill God with a spear? And he's like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a Christian. I just don't think the church has very good teachings. And a he's like, big debate. It's built up to yeah. this whole time. It's like if in Rocky 1, they get in the ring finally, and then they're like, well, we're fighting on the same team, though, right? Like you and I. Yeah, we fight. You and me. We fight. Who do we fight? First we're fighting the rep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like that. Yeah, because Father Biker says, "Well, you know, you don't believe in God," and the other guys, "No, I totally, I believe. Yeah, in, I do. I believe yeah. in God." He goes, "Oh, what the fuck was I studying for? Well, then? I, don't I got understand. nothing. Then <laughs> I don't even know what I would be arguing." And the other guys, like, "I don't know what you would be arguing either." But by the way, apropos of nothing, if you have a young student you'd like to fuck, I bet God wouldn't mind. <laughs> you mean it? Because I will walk off this debate stage right the fuck now. <laughs> and I just wrote down: Did TV used to be this boring? Because I actually kind of miss it. Like this. I wish TV was more of this. Like, oh, we've got uh, a debate here about two people we thought disagreed, but I guess don't. But anyway, let's just talk boringly for an hour. That, you know, I th I feel like that was better for society yeah. when TV was like that. It was just, yeah, yeah. Worse TV, better world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it turns out that this entire fucking godless debate that we have been setting up is an argument between a true believer and a mostly true believer. Yep. And of course, the bad guy makes the argument that, you know, all, all that really matters is that we're that we're good people to one another, because if that wasn't what God was measuring us on, then really, he wouldn't be worthy of our worship. Now, would he? But that's the genius of this movie. He he's not the bad guy. Big reveal is he's the good guy. Yeah. Like he he convinces the priest to like, oh, I should go fuck that girl. Right. Yeah. And so the, the movie, of get, I guess, was about a niche inter-Catholic 
debate, you know, like between a dedicated Catholic and a slightly less dedicated Catholic. That was the stakes of the movie, I guess. Yeah. What the fuck? The surprise stakes of the debate were that, no, they mostly see eye to eye on everything. It's just a matter of whether or not you need to be celibate for it. (laughs) Weird. So, of course, this is where we cut over to September just leaving in the middle of her dive competition. The coach shows up and she's like, hey, has anybody seen September? And I'm like, hey, September, I don't want to give notes, but when Rapey J is stalking you, just don't get in the habit of disappearing without telling anybody where you're going. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, one of her teammates yeah. to be like, she's finishing the movie. The stakes got the stakes <laughs> got really lowered over there, so she's gonna go over there to try and raise them back up again. <laughs> I really, I really wanted the coach to be like, hey, has anyone seen September, our star diver who has worked her whole life to achieve this dream that is barely a footnote in this movie because the <laughs> it's not what the man is doing, so we don't really care. But she's actually really important to us over here. Has anyone seen her? Oh, she walked off yeah, to okay. the man, toward right, the man. Never, okay. Never mind. Okay. I guess it didn't fucking matter all this work we put in oh, as a diving team. I had so much trouble with this part of the movie, though, because like I kept trying, like they kept letting each person in the debate say things, and I'm trying to summarize what they're saying without giving them too much credit, and I think that that's objectively impossible. Because you can't sum up their arguments without making them better. Right. Their arguments are things like well, I think the rituals of the church are important because the rituals give us a formation around which our lives have meaning. Well, I think the meaning of our lives gives way to ritual, which then enforces that meaning's ritual, ritual, meaning. Yeah, ritual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the debate. And at a certain point, the the bad guy slash good guy is like, Son, I don't even think you believe that. I was like, God damn, this guy is mopping the floor with you. You studied yeah. hours and hours for this? Yeah. Right. And let's not graze over the idea that like, he is supposed to have been studying for this for how, the, however long this movie's been going on. Years, apparently. Yeah, exactly. And he clearly hasn't even read the book. He, he is floored by this guy's <laughs> basic argument. Well, I skimmed it, you know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I listened to... Uh, sexy jazz music while it was open. I don't understand like, what you wanted. It's like you showed a montage of a guy studying for a math test by poring over books for months and months and months. And then you see him take the test and it's like, what's the Pythagorean theorem? He's like, fuck! Ah, oh, what is a I number? I yeah. only did pluses and minuses. Damn. Uh, <laughs> the best way I can explain the philosophy of this debate is many, many years ago at the Reason Rally, there was a young man who had a sign that said, ask me why I believe in God. And we were doing our absolute best to avoid him, but he was in the only <laughs> shady spot and no one lucidity needed to smoke. And so they were smoking, very clearly not talking to him. And he comes over and without being asked anything, says to Noah as proudly as possible, I'm a deontologist, to which Noah replied, then your philosophy is as useless as it is boring. That is the end of this debate. Then your philosophy is as useless as it is boring. Oh, wow. He So, yeah, the, eventually the, the author guy is just like, yeah, you know, I think that the most important thing is that we love God and honor God and, and we don't let the church get in the way of our spirituality. And fucking Father Biker blanks so long that the movie is like, hey, man, are you going to answer? Are you still there? Did you, uh, yeah. you, okay. you, you forget your line? Or, uh, I mean, what are you going to get up and leave like you shat your pants? That's exactly <laughs> what he does. <laughs> and I just really, I really wanted the other priest to do a knowing nod and like, Father McCarran, you fuck that student. You, you fuck, go that, fuck student. that student. I know that look. That's a I yeah. want to go fuck my student look. 
But he does. He literally, just to be clear, Silent in the nod. middle of the debate, he gets up and he's like, goodbye forever. Goodbye, everybody. And then he just walks up. He shakes everybody's hand and walks up. Dick Cavett's uh, standing there going, oh, if he, we should have seatbelts on these things, huh? Yeah. <laughs> seatbelts on these Chinese chairs. Think about how narcissistic this guy is. He just leaves a basketball game when he yeah. misses two shots. He fucks up a debate. He's like, ah, I'm fucked. He this. leaves mid-strip in the seduction. You yeah. know, doesn't even... Live TV, schmive TV. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> Cuts over to them having sex for the first time. He comes too early and just gets up out of leaves. Gets on his motorcycle and leaves. <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't just leave the studio. He leaves the fucking building we just watch yep. him walk all the fucking way out just then september pulls up she's like aren't you doing a fucking debate and he's like oh is your championship dive meet over whatever bullshit no one cares about is that did how'd you she's do? like I, I left in the middle of it he's like i left in the middle of my thing too <laughs> <laughs> do you want to wander into the nearby university jungle and therefore end the movie yeah absolutely it's wandering <laughs> <into> the- <laughs> <sighs> I know and I, lo- I I wanted it to be like shall we take a walk and he's like a walk no let's get to your place as fast as humanly possible I've got like <laughs> a gallon of cum waiting we <laughs> finally have decided <laughs> I'm gonna spray you against the wall like I hit you with a fire hose <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so they walk off together he plucks a flower for her we cut back to Adam and Eve they're very happy and they're dancing around each other this is actually the first time this is the closing seconds of the movie. It's the first time that we get full frontal. Mm. Yep. In the literal final frame of the fucking movie. He did it. That director did it. <laughs> I know. And the, the end of the movie is basically just like, oh, and also we shot this porno with a prehistoric theme right. to it. So feel free to watch that, <laughs> you know, as you're considering pondering what happened here. Exactly. That was my last note was, okay, but this was just bad porn then. <laughs> or great porn. Well, I mean, uh. it was great by the standards of god-awful movies. I mean, you know, it's better than the Tomorrow War anyway. Okay. Well, that's it. Thomas, can't thank you enough. I mean, honestly, I feel like I can thank you enough this time. This is the only time where hmm. I actually can thank you enough for, for joining us. So thank you, you Thomas. You know what? I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I accept your enough thanks. That's the thank you. All right. So my out- outro question was going to be whether or not anybody could tell me why the fuck this was called after school. But we already dealt with that. So <laughs> I guess that's going to do it for after our review school. of after school. But that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to commit to one that isn't just softcore porn. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Well, Noah, as you know, our review of the Boondock Saints was one of the most difficult for Heath and I emotionally, physically, sexually. And anytime something hurts Heath and right, we're going to do it again. So okay. we'll be watching Boondock Saints 2, uh, the short version that's on Hulu. Not okay, but even extended. like that's one that even Heath hated the first time around. So that should, <laughs> that should be fun. All right. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 308 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Thomas Smith for hanging out with us today. Be sure to check the show notes for links to his fine podcast. And while we're at it, an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among the ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn only access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review and sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Data, D&D Minus, and The Skeptic Card, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Drash on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. 
September went on to find out that fucking a 30-something version is exactly as fun as that sounds. Father McCarran's boss was so relieved that he just wanted to have sex with a consenting adult. Like, <laughs> so relieved. <laughs> and September went on to find out that after the kink of the whole priest thing drops away, you're just having sex with Art Garfunkel and she left me. <laughs> <laughs> not even Paul Simon. You didn't even. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even give us grace. <laughs> I think the fact that you let me say my listeners means that I'm more part of the show than Marsh just saying. I That's think so. yep. he's never he's never had him as his listeners in the middle. Ooh. Stolen. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.